Hello, happy innovators. It is time for the music. It is time for the coffee. How you doing? Huh? How you guys doing today? Do you remember a few years back when the rock band U2, who I've, you know, mentioned in my past two podcasts, I figured I'd mention them one last time, okay, in this podcast. But do you remember a, a few years back when they sent their album out on iTunes into everybody's inbox and they just got really pissed off that U2 had kind of like violated their privacy and just inserted their album for free into your inbox. Do you remember that? It was like the death knell for that band. I mean, they were at one point in time, like the hugest band in the world. And oh my gosh, it would have made so much sense, you know, to get a free album. Oh, how cool. But instead it backfired, you know, like an example of like good intentions, you know, just like totally backfiring. Isn't that hilarious that that could happen? Do you remember that? You know, that, that, oh, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it happened, you know? And I think that maybe as time goes on, we'll see that that really was kind of the beginning of the end for the largest rock band in the world, man. They were huge. And now I hear so many people talking about how much they hate that band. Now I, I'm different than most other people, and I'm still a fan. I always will be. I'll always be a loyal U2 fan, but I have to admit that lately they've been releasing some pretty wonky stuff, and they just released something new. I think it's called The Song That Saved My Life or something. And oh, brother. You know, I was holding out hope, like I mentioned in the last podcast, holding out hope that, you know, U2 would come back with like this great, great record that would just rewrite their careers and kind of like demonstrate to the world why they are so great. But that has not happened yet. Certainly not with their latest release. But I'll tell you what, when you go back and you watch some of their earlier performances way back in the beginning of their career, oh my goodness, you can see the magic of what this band used to be. And now they're just a shadow of their former selves. As far as I'm concerned, I can't believe I'm even saying it. I can't believe I'm even saying it, but I am. So anyway, did you ever notice how lately there's all this talk about, you know, racial slurs, right? And like, how there's certain words that you can't use and certain things you can't say about certain groups of people, okay? And justifiably so. There are certain things that are just unacceptable. There are some things that shouldn't be said, okay? You should be allowed to say them, but you should know better and you should know not to say them, right? But it's, it's funny to me. What I notice is that it, you know, there's all these different groups, different groups of people standing up, demanding that these you know, names that they have been called, uh, the images of them are removed. You know, these these, you know, what um, dishonest or like insulting, stereotypical images and names and things that are hurtful, right? Okay, yet for some reason, okay. 
all the groups, all the people, they're all kind of like protected under this blanket of, hey, you shouldn't say that anymore. Okay. But there's a, the group of people, let's say, um, that people refer to as like what? Hillbillies or rednecks or whatever. Did you ever notice how it's okay? It's still okay to call them rednecks. It's still okay to call them hillbillies and it's still okay to, you know, mock their lifestyle. Did you ever notice that? I mean, all across the board, it's like for some reason in the age of all this, what cancellation and, uh, you know, just, you know, people speaking up and standing up like for their, uh, their rights. And like, they don't want to be referred to this way anymore. Right. Yet it's okay for anyone and everyone as often as you want and in any manner you wish to attack these people that are genuinely, you know, what? Hardworking people, you know? It's okay to make fun of rednecks and hillbillies. And you know what the thing is, is that to be honest with you, right here and right now, that's kind of where I come from, you know? I mean, I grew up near a metropolitan city, but right outside my city, you know, there were farming communities, rural communities, and that's where a lot of my family lived. And, you know, they were, what, these undesirables, you know, these hillbillies, these rednecks, you know? And I think about that a lot because I hear people talking a lot about how they're offended by being called this or being called that. But for some reason, it's okay. You know, it's been, it's remained okay. Maybe even encouraged to mock and make fun of and humiliate really the people from which I come from. And I hear it all the time. I see it all the time. And I never hear anyone ever speaking out about it. As far as I know, I might be the only person right now who really is, you know, because for some reason it's, it's acceptable to refer to people as hillbillies and rednecks and the flyover states, you know, white trash, right? think about that because you know when I hear it coming out of people's mouths while there might be you know a part of me that's offended by that at the same time I kind of really don't really care like what people think or what people say you know like even though they are technically making fun of me and mocking my ancestors, the people that I come from, the communities that I come from of very decent, hardworking people who are, you know, have their share of issues or whatever, just like every other group of people, right? But for some reason, those stereotypes have held and it's okay to throw them around. It's okay to dress up like a hillbilly on Saturday Night Live and make fun of hillbillies, right? But why, why is that acceptable and everything else isn't? 
Ask yourself that question, you know, because I do. I ask myself and it's like, it's so dumb really when you think about it, like to be worried and, you know, for me to be worried or offended or affected in any way by some idiot, you know, calling the people or the places where I come from, you know, some derogatory thing. It's like, I don't care what people call me. You know, I, I know what I am. I know where I come from and I know that I'm proud of where I come from. I come from great people in a great place. It doesn't matter to me what someone else thinks, you know, it doesn't matter what they call me. I've been called everything on, in the book. You can't, you can't think of something I haven't been called, you know, in my lifetime. And I don't care what people call me, you know, I care about what I am what I know that I am. And I don't have any, like for me personally, I don't have any desire to try to like control that or to make you call me something. It's like, I don't care what you think or what you call me because whatever you think or whatever you call me is not going to change what I am or who I am. I'm not defined by what you think I am. So you can call me whatever you want. It doesn't matter. And it's like stupid to even worry or think about that. Isn't it? At least that's how I see it. It's kind of like, I don't care <laughs> if someone calls me like what an asshole or what a hillbilly or whatever you want. What? I don't care. I don't care. You don't define me. I define me. I know what I am. I know my shortcomings and I know my strengths. I know where I come from. I know what I am. <laughs> You're not going to tell me what I am. You know, you might tell me what you think I am, <laughs> but you know, as I say in my house, you know, there you go thinking again, you know, good luck with that. Cause it doesn't matter what people think, right? Uh, you know, recently I just heard Bill Maher of all people, I can't even believe I'm saying this because let me tell you, oh boy, he was at the top of the list of people I could not, could not stand. Okay. And I gotta tell you, I never thought I'd ever say this, but it seems to me, okay. That right now, somebody like Bill Maher, okay. Is actually like the voice of reason. <laughs> Can you believe that? I mean, there was a time, okay, when my political stance, my political position was true blue Democrat. Okay. We're talking, you know, uh, a ponytail and a dream, you know, a backpack, uh, doing the earth day March every year you know, save the earth because I believe even though I'm not pagan. Okay. As a Christian, I am obligated to be a steward of the earth and to not mess it up too much and to hand it off to the next generation. Hopefully, uh, you know, maybe a little bit better than I got it when I was young. You know, that's the idea. That's a Christian belief, believe it or not. So I had no problem participating in Earth Day, you know, but something has happened 
I, I don't, I don't know how this happened, but my party, the blue party, the Democrat party, somehow over the course of the past 15 or 20 years has kind of like lost me. You know, they moved on without me into some other direction that I just cannot agree with. I mean, it's just not tenable to me. I, I, I feel bad about it. And what's even stranger when I think about this, because I do think about it often, is that back in the day, like all of the staunch Republicans that I knew were like, are, are, are like now true blue Democrats, full tail boogie, man. It doesn't make any sense to me. Somehow this whole red party, blue party thing just got flipped on its head. And what used to be Democrat is Republican. And what used to be Republican is Democrat. Like the, the Democratic Party used to represent the working man, you know, the downtrodden, like the people, the blue collar worker, you know, the people who are putting in eight hours a day and they're just trying to survive. Right. And then the red party, the Republicans, at least when I was younger, they always seemed to be like the rich people, the white collar workers. Right. But somehow through some kind of Jedi mind trick or something, maybe living in a simulation, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, somehow the whole thing that seems to me anyway, got all like flipped around. So now like I find myself associating or relating more to what the red party is doing or saying and less with what my old democratic liberalism used to say to me, you know, it used to represent me. And now this shift has taken place where they no longer represent like anything for me. They have lost me and I don't know how. I swear to you, I, it must have been so gradual or something. This change, this flip flop of everything, you know, turned over on its head. So now that guy I knew that was like, what, like, you know, voting for Reagan back in 84, you know, he's like a staunch Democrat now. How, how does that happen? And somebody like me who was true blue, you know, doing the Earth Day march. Like, I don't know, it's, I'm watching like the people that Donald Trump represents and those are like my people. That's where I come from. Like that's, those are the, those are the working class people. I don't understand how this has happened. Maybe somebody will be able to explain it to me. I don't know. I hope so though. I hope so because it's very confusing. It's very disconcerting. And oh my gosh, like what the hell is going on? Did you ever ask yourself that question? <laughs> what a great question, but it's, it's a real one, isn't it? Like, let's all just stop for a minute right now. Just, just stop. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you a question. What the hell is going on? Can you tell me what's going on right now? 
Okay, so you remember the last podcast I released? I was talking about, you know, acting and social media and, you know, how you can't really trust that what you're watching is authentic. You might be watching somebody actually acting, you're reading a script when you're watching the news or when you're watching a, a video on YouTube or something. Well, are you ready for a thought experiment today? I hope so. I hope you're prepared. I hope you're in the mood for a thought experiment, courtesy of me, Michael Bostwick, from Pipe Choir Records. And um, what we're going to do today is we're going to imagine this. Now, I've heard this term thrown around like uh, in different places. It's, uh, it's like a, a theory, I guess, that the simulation theory, like we're living in a simulation, which to me right off the bat just sounds ridiculous. Like it doesn't even make any sense to me. Like, how could we be living in a simulation? Like whatever, you know, like, like everything now has to do with computer code, you know, everything since the beginning of time. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm misunderstanding it, whatever. But you know, I've been thinking about that. I've been hearing it a lot and like, okay, simulation, like that's an, that's an interesting kind of uh, idea to assert, like to the public, right? Like, isn't it, isn't that kind of weird? Like, hey, you might be living in a simulation. What you're seeing may not be real, right? That's the message, right? The overall message. So with our thought experiment today, since it's been a while, I, I thought it would be good to do, and I, I would imagine that we could go something like this, okay? Um, what if, okay, that's how all, that is how all of my thought experiments begin, right? By asking the question, what if? Now, what if, okay, everything we're watching or seeing or hearing on social media, television, uh, YouTube, you know, all the video sharing platforms. Um, what if all of that stuff that we're seeing, or maybe not all of it, let's say, uh, for the sake of this thought experiment, we'll say like maybe 90%. Okay. Now just suspend your disbelief for just a second. Okay. Thought experiment number four, or just imagine, okay. That 90% of all of the people you see talking on YouTube and all of the stuff you see on Twitter and TikTok and all the platforms, right? What if the majority of, or at least a great portion of what you're watching is actually fake? Okay. Like what if it's not actual people really talking? It's some avatar that's been created by a computer by somebody somewhere. And they're simply just typing in a script for these characters you're watching on this video, like to be saying, so you think you're watching a video of a person who's doing like a how to video, right? Like how to do painting on canvas with oil paint. Okay. But actually what you're seeing is not a person. Okay. It's actually just a computer generated person who is performing these tasks and these words are coming out of their mouth, but it's not really their words. It's not really coming out of their mouth. What if the majority of what we're watching is actually a hoax? 
It's not real. And I'm not just talking about, you know, small little things. What if? Okay, let's just ask that question. What if? Because we're doing that right now, right? We're just suspending our disbelief for just a minute and just thinking. What if? Joe Biden is not actually talking. That it's an avatar. It's a computer-generated version of Joe Biden talking. Wouldn't that be strange? Have you ever thought about that when you're watching some of this stuff? Like, even somebody like Donald Trump, like, what if whenever we're watching these people speaking, these two characters, Joe Biden and Donald Trump, what if, what if, when we're watching them talking on camera, the majority of the time, it's not really them even talking. It might be their image, okay? on the screen with the mouth moving and the eyes blinking and it looks real, right? But the words and the voice and everything and the the image, all of it is manufactured. None of it is real. Can you imagine? Like that would be the joke, right? When they say, hey, are we living in a simulation, right? Did I get it? Get the joke? You're actually watching somebody say to you, hey, are you living in a simulation? And they're a simulation. The simulation is talking to you and you think it's a real person. You think it's somebody sitting in front of a camera talking and you know delivering this information. Now, that may seem outrageous to you, okay? But when you really think about it and you really kind of like ask the question, what if? Um, you know, it's not, it's not impossible. The technology to pull things like that off exists already, right? I mean, think about that. It could be anybody. And maybe in the beginning, they started out, you know, whoever's doing this for whatever reason, which is a whole nother part of this thought experiment we'll get to in a little while, you know, the, the why, like, why would that be being done? But if you really kind of think about it, it is kind of something that's not too far out of reach. Like it's actually possible like that we have people behind the curtain, you know, like the Wizard of Oz that are literally, literally writing all of these events that are happening that we read as, you know, historical events. Okay. But what if none of them are actually really happening? What if that, what if, what if that's all been computer generated? You know, the, I mean, people looking in the camera and giving their testimony about what they saw happen at this place and this thing happened and they were there and they, this is what they saw and they're not even a real person. They're not even an actor. Okay. They're not even acting. It's not even a real person talking. It's the image of somebody moving. The mouth is moving but the words and the voice and everything are somebody completely separate from that person. Think about that. And the implications of that kind of thing and what that would mean to society and to our culture and to the events that are taking place and elections and all of all, everything, everything would be touched by that. Think about it. If that is possible, now it is possible. Okay. The technology does exist. The purpose and the reason is the question, like, why would they do that? Right. But 
right off the bat, I can think of about maybe five reasons, you know, that somebody would want to do that or a group of people, a political party or, you know, whatever, uh, military operation, you know, it would be part of some larger secret movement or something, you know, think about that. Think about all the people that we recognize as, you know, famous faces right now, the talking heads, you know, uh, what Hannity, uh, Donald Trump, um, Skip Bayless, you know, anybody, like anybody you can think of that you see, especially like those smaller, like YouTubers, those influencers, you know, like what if they don't even really exist? I mean, think about that. Your favorite YouTube channel, right? Like, think about that. Like they're not even real people. None of it's real, you know? And they're, what they're saying and what they're doing or whatever is compelling you and me and the guy next to us, you know, to do something or to act out or whatever. That's the idea. Think about that. If there was somebody sitting somewhere, maybe a team of people that all they do all day long is write the script for the news reports. And there's somebody sitting behind a computer setting up the avatar to be talking for the evening news. And you think it's Sean Hannity, or you think it's, I don't even know. I mean, it could be uh, Tom Brokaw, you know, and it is the face of Tom Brokaw. Okay. But it's not really him talking in front of the camera. It's somebody else that is, you know, making the mouth move over this computer generated face and someone else's voice, you know, doing the voiceover for the nightly news report. And you watch it and you think, oh, okay, there's uh, riots in Portland. And oh my gosh, look how bad uh, everything is over here. Oh my goodness, all these people died. Did you see that accident? And none of it, not any of it is real. And how would you even begin to know? Like, how would I even know? How would I know? I can't know because I'm like just a, a putz, you know, I'm just a guy. I don't know anything about, you know, computer generated avatars and all that kind of how that's done, that technology and all that. I don't know about that. I would have to devote my life to it to even begin to know what any of that stuff is about. So let's think about that. You can go very, very far with this thought experiment, you know, if you really kind of let yourself go, you really kind of think about it and all the implications of it and, and, and the purpose and why, you know, the influencing of the human mind and uh, society, not just parts of society, but all of society and not just in America, but like global, you know, like if you believe that you're watching, you know, Vladimir Putin give a speech and the speech is outrageous or something. How do you know that he even said those words? How do you even know that he thinks them? You know, what if it was a computer generated version of him, you know, made from what? Millions of hours of tape and film of Putin talking, you know, or maybe it's just completely CGI. And they're just that good at it. Cause you know, when you watch some of these movies, it's 
pretty good. And, you know, whenever they tout that new technology, that face kind of thing where they can take the face of someone else and put it on, you know, somebody else and they can make it, it can animate, it can come to life. Think about that. It's not, it's not far from possible that the majority of what we're watching, the majority of what we're kind of taking in as truth and like, you know, truthful information or truthful testimony from these people may actually be completely fiction, completely fake from top to bottom. And you're just buying it because it looks real. You know, it does look real. Like it, it fools everyone. Right. And let's think about that too. Like, because it's something that I've thought about this idea with uh, social media and the way things are going right now, when you really think about it, when you step back from all of the noise, okay, all of the Democrat Republican noise, all of the, the music and just all the, this, just the social media noise, you step back, you remove yourself from it. Whether you realize it or not, every single thing you watch real or not, you know, avatar or not, every single thing you're watching is testimony based. Think about that. Everything that we're watching and observing right now is testimony based. Like when you go to Facebook and somebody posts what they had for breakfast, it's their testimony to you and to the rest of the world, what they had for breakfast. Now they may not have had that for breakfast. They may not have even eaten breakfast, but they give you the picture. They tell you that that's what they had for breakfast, but it can be totally disingenuous and you have no way to verify. So, you know, there's the problem with this testimony based culture is there really is no way to verify what's going on. Now, somebody may show me a newsreel on YouTube of riots in Portland. Okay. And that's their testimony to the world of like what's happening in Portland. Right. But how do I know that that's even really happening in Portland? How do I know? I have an I, I, me, this guy here. I have no way to verify what's real and what isn't. Unless I get on a plane and I fly to Portland and I find out for myself, right? So every single thing you hear, including this podcast, okay, is testimony based. I am talking to you. I'm telling you that I'm Mike Bostwick. I'm telling you that I'm a musician. I'm telling you that I'm in pipe choir and I make those songs and all the things that, you know, I'm telling you that that's my testimony to you and you choose whether to believe it or not. Hopefully you choose to believe it because, you know, I am me. The last I checked, I guess I can pinch myself. And, yeah, I'm, I'm me. I am me. Actually, I'm going to get a sip of coffee. Hang on. Oh, man, is that good? Um, yeah, I am me. So even the Singularity podcast is testimony based. All of it is. So when you watch an interview with Justin Bieber, how do you even really know any of it's true at all? 
how would you know if it's actually Justin Bieber, you know, actually sitting down in front of a camera and talking? How do you know? You have no way to verify that. And the technology and the way things are right now is such where it's so easy to fake it. And no one really seems to kind of be thinking that way yet, yet, you know, time and time again, you hear this talk of, hey, are we living in a simulation? I mean, think about how many times you've heard that. I know for me, I've heard it. And it's like, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, when someone starts talking to me about, oh, are we living in a simulation? I'm like, what in the hell are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. Like, no, of course, it's not a simulation. This, you know, table in front of me, you know, this, all these things in front of me, they exist. I'm touching them. I'm tapping the microphone. Hear that? You know what I'm saying? It's not a simulation. It's real. It's tangible. But jokes on us. Like, what if? What if? It's all fake. Even all that stuff when people are talking about living in a simulation, those people saying it are a simulation. You know, it's like, uh, what was it? Max Headroom? Do you remember that? Are you old enough to remember Max Headroom back in the 80s? Um, that character was like an avatar on the television. He was all kind of funky and disjointed and his, you know, robotic kind of like speech because he was a fake character on the TV. Think about it. You know, was he the precursor? Was he the warning? Was he the canary in the coal mine about what was going to be coming in the future? That you would turn on the television to watch the news and the anchor person you're watching isn't even real. It's some computer generated person who's saying words that some guy in a cubicle somewhere is typing into his computer. Think about it. It's pretty screwed up, but when you start to watch television after you hear this podcast, maybe, maybe, maybe when you watch, you know, YouTube or any of the stuff that you normally participate in, all that testimony based social media, okay, where you just have to believe that the people are telling the truth, that they're even people that are talking and telling the truth. Like you have to believe it first. And if you believe it, then you'll listen and then you'll believe what they're saying because it is testimony based. That's all you have. You have no way to verify, right? We have no way to verify what anybody is saying on social media. You just assume it's true and it's real. Think about that. I mean, this is like this concept, this idea is so massive. It's so simple and kind of like a, a Jedi mind trick, you know, it's really kind of weird, isn't it? When you think about it, how easy it would be to just mislead everybody, not just the right or the left. Like, forget that. This is way bigger than that. Don't you think? I mean, is that possible? Are we living in a society, a global society where 90% or maybe even a hundred percent, you know, is all bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's none of it's real. Whatever you're being told is not even real people telling you it's all phony. And then, okay. The next question would be if that is the case, 
okay? If what we're seeing through this testimony-based media that we're watching all, all the time, or listening to all the time, like, then what is really going on then? Which harkens back to my last podcast. Like, if this is all fake or what, any of this is fake, even if a fraction of it is fake, well, then what's really going on then? Like, what's being hidden or what's being kept from us? You know? Like, if every time you turn on Sean Hannity, <laughs> he's not even really talking. And whenever you watch Jimmy Kimmel, it's not even really him talking. It's somebody completely fake. It's a computer-generated version of Jimmy Kimmel or Sean Hannity or uh, Stephen Colbert or uh, who else? Donald Trump or um, President Biden or Kamala Harris, you know, Vice President Kamala Harris. What if that's all just fake? We watch the debates, right? We watch the presidential debates. And what if they weren't even really people talking? That was just computer generated people on a screen talking and like acting like they're in a debate, a political debate. And we watch it and we, oh, you know, the comments and oh boy, and how it affects things, you know, the outcome of elections and how people feel and what they say. And, but none of it's real. You think it is. I think it is because it looks real. And we just what, uh, you know, we assume, right? We assume we, we, we believe that what we're being shown is truthful. That the people that are presenting to us these events, these things are being truthful. But what if they're not at all? What if they don't even exist? Whoa. And think about this, too. Like with all this stuff with COVID, with the masks that people are wearing or whatever, think about how much easier it is to fake somebody talking on television when they have a mask over their mouth. Think about that. I mean, anytime you see somebody talking, giving a testimony about whatever they're talking about, it's a testimony, but their mouth is covered and you can't even tell if it's really them talking. Think about how much easier wearing a mask makes it to fake all this stuff. Do you ever think about that? It's crazy, you know? It's not too far from possible. It is, it is possible. It is <laughs> as crazy as it sounds. I don't know. I, this thought hit me the other night when I was watching television and I was talking to my wife about my podcast and what I was saying, pointing at something on the screen saying, hey, look at that bad actor. I mean, they just, they, they're so stupid. They think that they know how to act and they really don't, you know, but then it's like, well, what if we take it a little bit further? What if none of what we're watching is even real at all? Whoa, thought experiment number four. And it just stops me in my tracks. You know, it makes me think, makes me think. Glenn Beck, you know, is it real? Is that even real? Or you know, who else? I mean, you can just name anybody. Think about all the faces that you've seen. Don Lemon, 
Is Don Lemon even really a person? Or is he just a character, an avatar that we watch on the screen? And he's not even really saying anything. It's somebody else. It's a, it's a voiceover person or maybe a computer generated voiceover, which would be even funnier, you know, like Max Headroom from back in the day. Maybe I'll leave a link down in the bottom of this podcast for people to go and check out Max Headroom in case you don't know who Max Headroom is. But uh, the oh, the irony, you know, how strange you know, you hear them talk about what predictive programming and like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, Max Headroom back in the late 1980s, you know, was kind of being shown to us. And we thought, oh, how strange and avant-garde. <laughs> we had no idea. They were just kind of like showing it to us, like front and center, like shoving it in our face. Like, here's what you're going to get. So brace yourself. And then, you know, starting God knows when, you know, every every single kind of influential testimony we witness, whether it's on you know, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, television, NBC, CBS, you see NBC. It doesn't matter where you see it. It's fake. And they show all these clips of like all these anchor people from all over the country and they're all saying the same exact lines and they go, oh, see how they're reading from a script. It's all the same. Well, what if those people that are reading from the script aren't even really people? You just think they are. They look real, but they're not. Imagine that. Imagine that. How, how could you prove it? How would we ever be able to verify any anything that anybody ever says anywhere anymore? The any, 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 right? How can we believe anything from anyone anywhere anymore? Hmm. You can't. You can't verify anything. There's no way to really know. You know how do you know, uh, you know, if somebody got stabbed in Orlando, Florida? How do you know? Because someone told you that it happened? Uh, what? A reliable source that you trust? Well, what if that reliable source that you trust isn't even real? And what if nobody ever got stabbed in Orlando and, you know, it's all just a bullshit story for whatever reason? You know, maybe to promote fear. You know, maybe that's the, the idea. Or maybe for ratings, you know, to boost ratings at networks or whatever. Think about it. There's a whole host of reasons why you would fake, uh, you know, and sensationalize any of the news or the testimonies that you're showcasing on your network. You know, do we live in a time when that's happening? I mean, does it sound far fetched to you? Really? When you really think about how easy it is and how powerful that would be, that kind of deception would be so massive. You could, you could do all kinds of stuff with that kind of game, with that kind of trick, you know? If the people that were talking and saying things, the testimony to you, weren't even real people at all. They live in a computer. They're, they're a character that was invented by somebody else. Some secret place somewhere, some secret person, maybe a military person. 
you know, the military has access to unlimited amounts of cash, right? So maybe, you know, maybe the, the technology that they show us on YouTube or whatever, this facial kind of, you know, fake face thing that they can do, like the version that we get to see is like the version from like 20 years ago, you know, like it's so wonky. It's, it's totally like you can, I mean, it still looks pretty good, but you can tell that it's fake, but the new stuff, the state of the art version of that software, oh, you can't tell at all. You know, they can change anything. They can make it look real. It doesn't matter what they want to make look real. It doesn't matter. You name it, they can do it, right? I mean, does that sound impossible to you? To me, it doesn't. It sounds like it could have been... Why wouldn't it be being done? You know, if they can, if they can fake it and they can kind of sway the masses like into one direction or the other, you know, just by a couple of testimonial news reports that we're forced to either believe or just not believe. Like, that's how it is. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. It doesn't matter what country you're in. It doesn't matter what city you're in. You know, it doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter. We're all watching the same fake thing. You know, what if? What if? Now, I know that, like, I'm repeating myself over and over again. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this through as we speak, you know, this whole thought experiment is, you know, for me too, you know, not just you, it's for me too. So I'm going to repeat myself, but that doesn't really matter because I was told once that if you really want your idea to like stick, you really want people to hear it, you have to say it like 16 times in order for them to remember what you were talking about. So we'll chalk it up to that, right? I mean, I'm aware of the fact I'm repeating. 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 (laughs) Uh, So do you believe my testimony today? You know, do you believe it's really me? I don't know. I mean, of course it's me, but you know what I'm saying. How do you know? How do you know? You don't know. You just believe it's me. You're convinced it's me, right? And the same goes for me when I'm watching other things myself. And I'll tell you what, as soon as this idea kind of entered into my head and I was watching, you know, the normal things I watch, you know, you really kind of start to kind of ask yourself, some of what I'm seeing is so outrageous. Is it possible that none of it at all is real? None of it. What if none of it is real? All the television and all the stuff you watch, all the stuff you read, all the newspapers, uh, you know, blogs, videos, vlogs, program television, all of it, all of it, all of it is fake. All of it is a simulation. And guess what? If that's the case, then we are, to a certain degree, living in a simulation, aren't we? And what's even weirder when you think about it too, is that a lot of the, the talk and a lot of that testimony that we've decided to believe as fact and as real, a lot of it is like negative. Did you notice that? It's never really pushing people in a positive direction. It's always pushing people to like the worst, you know, 
base instinct, you know, human response or, you know, behavior, like the worst behavior towards each other, you know? And, oh, it works, man. You know, people are so full of hatred for each other right now. And it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like that amount of hatred and visceral anger, you know, is so unusual and weird. And, and a lot of times it's uncalled for, you know, yet that's the message we're sent. That's the message that we're given. Think about that, you know? So anyway, that about wraps up this podcast for this afternoon. I hope that you all enjoyed it and uh, peace out, everybody. Have a good weekend. Take care of yourselves. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody that's celebrating Thanksgiving this weekend in uh, America. And um, with that, folks, I'll say this. If you want to keep what you've got, you've got to give it away. Take it easy. Okay, all you happy innovators, I got some music for you. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you something that's maybe a little bit unusual, but uh, I'm going to share with you a segment, okay, of my record-breaking, you know, Guinness World record-breaking uh, In the Garden, my three-hour song. I'm going to share with you a section from that song that I like a lot. I like it. Uh, it's a song called A Day Like This, like the section was titled A Day Like This. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that comes into my mind once in a while. And the other day I was listening to it and, you know, it's pretty cool. This little section, you know, of this idea that just emerged. So I'm going to share that with you here. Um, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it and hopefully you'll have a good holiday, everybody. You will be hearing from me soon. So... Without further ado, PC3's section, oh, I don't even know, eight maybe, section 10 of In the Garden, uh, a track called A Day Like This. Check it out.